Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on uh, the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me, as always, from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hello, all. Hello there. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dr. Steve Cloutier. How are you doing? Excellent. How about yourself? Uh, I'm actually quite tired because it's the end of term and I've been barking all day. Ah, that's a lot of fun, isn't it? it no. <laughs> and for this episode, we actually have only our second guest in the entire mm. run of this, ep- of, of this uh, program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have... From Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. Dr. Dave Broadbeck. That's, I'm also tired from marking and meeting with <laughs> students about plagiarism. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, that's find, fun. Find some plagiarism? Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good time. Good time having to explain the seven levels of hell. One is zero in the assignment and seven is you're kicked out of university. And I say, nah, nah, hey, goodbye as you leave the room. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's a good time. So, so I'm sort of tired, too. Excellent. Well, (laughs) the reason we have Dave here is because we are discussing Season 3, Episode 22, Brain Power. Oh. And this is an episode that, you know, as I'm watching it, it's like, some of this might get a little dicey with our usual brand of snark, so we might need... We might need a, a, a subject matter expert to come in. Okay, and take and, the fall. Thanks, it, guys. It, I appreciate that a great deal. Or at least tell us, you know, so I, I try to find where things go right, like what they got right, what they got mm-hmm. wrong, and what's been superseded since. And I figure this one would have taken me like, you know, maybe – four years of a uh you know possibly a bachelor's degree program in order to figure out what they got wrong (laughs) that's fair so i will i i I am happy to be your resource gentlemen uh we are very glad to have you here but as we always do uh oliver what were your uh impressions of this episode this did not age well people (laughs) (laughs) holy crap um it was, it, it's probably the most, dist- you know, we make fun of this show a lot mm. as well as enjoying it, but this was very disturbing in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, there, there's a lot you have to kind of put down to the seventies and you know, what we talk about now, because there's a vast difference. Uh, but apart from that, I just didn't find anything redeeming about it until we got to the end and that's about snarkiness that's yes. not about the actual show steve your impressions well i i found and, and i'm sure we'll talk about this as we get through into the episode but um they don't really think much about the human ability to think no 
Because we had we had that myth going around um, that we only use ten percent of the brain our brain power. Uh huh. But in the- <laughs> we're, we're getting to you, Dave. We're getting to you. <laughs> but in this episode, they downgrade that even further. Of course, to tell us that we only use five percent of our brain. Well, it's inflation though. Since the seventies, it's going yeah, way enough, up. Fair enough. Dave, what were your impressions of this episode? I'm sorry I don't do impressions. My training's in psychology. Um, Thank <laughs> I, you. The, the the beginning part, actually, the, the stuff with the kids with autism wasn't yes. bad. Uh, some of the therapies are outmoded. Uh, you know, uh, the, the stuff with – I don't want to get too much into it because we'll get there. But the stuff with the crawling, that's been completely debunked as a crock of shit. But um, like making kids crawl and the sort of rigorous physical therapy and mm-hmm. other things – that you wouldn't do with people with autism today, but they were trying their best. So that didn't, that was okay, actually. And the stuff on savants is always interesting. It's fascinating. Uh, when it got into the left brain, right brain thing, and the 10% or 5% or, I don't know, quarter of a percent or whatever the hell dumbass guy was saying, <laughs> uh, that's when it was like, oh, geez, guys, come on. Uh, the other thing to me was they kept mentioning people as being famous scientist X, and they're people that, I mean, some of this stuff is stuff I know a lot about, and I've never heard of them. Uh, doesn't mean they're not good at don't do good work. I'm saying that they weren't as famous as Leonard Nimoy thinks they were. They were more like, you know, red shirts or at the very best, Mr. LaSalle on Star Trek, if you want to use a, a Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were not Kirk, Spock, or McCoy. Nice to know um, that Dave carries on the theme of this show. Yeah. This is very. <laughs> Yeah, I can make I can I do I can do I can do Star Trek polls with the best of them. But uh, yeah, so it, it wasn't like I said. The stuff at the beginning was not bad, uh, except for some uncomfortable words being used. Yes, uh, yes. But but that was you know that was the time. Um, but the rest it got, it got progressively worse, which was great. <laughs> and I, I think I've said this in in uh, a past episode, but use of the word normal just uh, to me that ah uh, that. Using the word normal when it comes to, you know, overall mental ability, just, it, it that just rubs me the wrong way. Okay. Um, it does, does a lot of people. It doesn't bother me because I teach statistics. So right. I, it literally doesn't bother me, but I understand why it would bother some people. Uh, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, there's a lot of things that, like I said, more, it's more like words like idiot that we don't really use yeah. as a term of art anymore. So I have clips. And and I have the intro clip to this episode. Two. Three. What may appear as some bizarre medieval torture is in fact a controversial therapy for reaching the minds of brain-damaged children. Eight. Nine. Good. All right, I want you to try to say a word. Can you say Robbie? Almost. Through methods such as these, we are beginning to understand how to unlock the mysteries of the mind. So, yeah, I was a little, the, the, the part where they're holding the kid down with the ropes was like, okay, that's. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, uh, the way it yeah. started. It, it made me think of, you know, sort of false memories of satanic abuse or something. <laughs> um, oh, it's the satanic panic. Oh, yeah. so, I, I mean, I felt. That was weird, and I didn't know about that, but I just sort of ignored it. Uh, yeah, I, that that was a very strange beginning. And when, when I first looked at it, I went, oh, boy, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, anyone? Uh, Oliver, uh, Steve, anything to add here? Because I do. I, we go right yeah, into that, the second that, clip. I mean, that cold open was horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was kind of like, oh boy, uh, you know, I, I can only imagine on first time watching in 1978, uh, people may have gone, eh, but in 2018, mm-hmm. holy moly! <laughs> I remember actually watching this when it was aired. Oh really? This, yeah. this this was like something out of the Wicker Man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it was like whoa. Uh, let's see. Ne- next clip here. The, right after, right after the title sequence and everything. Some animals have highly developed brain areas that control the sense of smell, sight, or hearing. The eagle soaring thousands of feet above the earth can spot small prey instantly. More sophisticated animals have keener senses. Man possesses the most complex brain of all, yet he has never finally honed his perceptions. Why? So, why? <laughs> In the middle, it's great. You hear the Assassin's Creed eagle flying over, yes. which I think is kind of great. <laughs> the best thing about that was it was a whole bunch of sentences that really weren't connected with each other. It was like reading some of my student papers. Um <laughs> It's just like, sky is blue. That's a chair. Look over here. Where are my car keys? Like, it's just a bunch of sentences. They really are. It wasn't really a paragraph. That was the beautiful thing about it. Um, so now, yeah. as a lay as a lay person, Dave, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, I, I'm a lay person. You're not. <laughs> um, um, that answer to me is just summed up in one word, in mm-hmm. evolution. There's no mystery. Sure. There's sure. no mystery why... That's- you know, that's how they survive. Well, yeah, and I mean, the idea that different animals have... At the beginning, actually, what he's saying is perfectly fine. That different animals have different sensory gear for being in what are, what are called biologically different niches. That's great. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's all true. Uh, it's the stuff at the end. It's like, and why don't people... Uh, haven't we discovered... And that that's No, that's not true. People have been doing experimental psychology for 150 years. <laughs> like, we've been trying to... We've been figuring out how minds work for a long time. So uh, that's the part... You know, it's very like often the show, right? They have true stuff, true stuff, true stuff, bullshit, and that's. Oh, <laughs> well, we're getting I, to that, Dave. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was that was my take. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is. It's it's you know, like bats are really good at painting a picture with sonar, as good as we are with vision, because they're fucking bats. <laughs> you know, it's like they've evolved to live that lifestyle. It's it's a, there's actually a German word for it. We use in animal cognition studies called Umwelt. So there's even that. Oh. Okay, so we're, it's just that we're not required, as human beings, we're not reco- required to survive to have those kind of things. Well, we have other things. We have, mm-hmm. we have yes. killer vision, and um, we have really, uh, we're really good at uh, planning and higher-order cognition and that kind of stuff. So that, that, that's, the, that's what mm-hmm. happened with us over the last, you know, right. five million years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That and psychokinesis. Of course. Well, uh, We're getting yeah, and, to and that. And Yuri Geller, I mean, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, and Gene Dixon. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. We're introduced to Dr. Michael Chase. Uh, he can watch a single nerve in a cat's brain. That's cool stuff, by the way. Single cell recording is awesome. Hmm. And it was new then. He didn't invent it. They right. say he invented it. That's not true. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, of course, they go into the left brain, right brain myth, which uh, it is. Now, I did a you know 
quick Google search. I'm not going to say I researched this, but I did a quick Google search, and said it's really it's sort of true but it's a hell of a lot more complex than you know simply the left brain does this the right brain does this you know it's you know it's pretty much the brain is the brain yeah uh yeah and i mean it's the the left right thing is there is there is there are hemispheric differences that's Mm -hmm. true um it's it's the the idea that uh left language logic right spatial uh, and analytical is just simply it's so oversimplified that it's not mm-hmm. that it's it, it's one of these things there's an expression uh that in, we use in science sometimes it's like that's not even wrong <laughs> it's, it's not that it's not right it's just not even wrong <laughs> I, I, it's I, just so off base i I've, I've used that quite a few times in this series so yeah it's a it's a, <laughs> so it's like that i mean it's the, the world is not nearly there are there is lateralization. I've done some work on lateralization uh, in humans. Um, uh, some of it decent, actually. Uh, but, you know, it's not nearly like this. It's so there's and even in the 70s, people knew it wasn't like that. Right. That was that was pop psychology then even. Right. It was the BuzzFeed of the time. <laughs> So, so even like later on in the episode, uh, the one the one doctor who's doing the uh the the facial recognition uh, experiment. Mm-hmm. He even says, you know, that damage to either side of the brain can affect creativity, not just the the left side or the right side, whichever whichever is whichever. I can't. Remember. And they also probably edited out the part where he said we don't know how to measure creativity. Right. <laughs> so, uh, oh, let's go. Okay, so now we are getting into. Um, well, here. Let's just let uh, Leonard introduce it. Science is just beginning to unravel the secrets of the mind. It is interesting and perhaps a bit ironic that much of what we learn about the brain is gained from those who suffer from its abnormalities. One such group suffering from a form of autism is called the idiot savant. They give us a tiny clue to the extremes of which the brain is capable so there's the uh, it, it they're they're just savant now, right? Yeah, you hear savant syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, idiot isn't a word that has any. It had a at a there was a time when it had a meaning. Uh, usually meant an IQ below twenty five, which is pretty bad. It doesn't. It's not meaningful. Uh, it stopped being used. It started becoming pejorative, and people just stopped using it a long a long time ago. Really, almost before then, even. Uh, but there's still autistic savants a real thing. Like that's that's a real thing. And mm-hmm. those cases, the, the one of the kid who could draw the um, perfect floor plans after peeing in a room, mm-hmm. I've, I've I've seen that kid before. Uh, oh, he's really? a pretty famous case. He's a pretty famous case. Yeah, I mean he's now our age, but mm-hmm. he's a pretty famous case. Cool. Um, and you know we we go through a lot of different uh, you know different kids with different. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? <laughs> uh, I th- abilities would be fine. You mm-hmm. could also like if you're talking about their their uh, autistic obsessions is another one that you hear a lot. Um, so uh, my son, if people don't know, has autism and he has uh, a couple. One of them is airplane crashes, and the other one is uh, elevators. So he can tell you what kind of elevator he's on as soon as he gets onto it and where it was made and everything. Hmm. Uh, and he likes to just see elevators. Likes that a lot. Uh, the other thing is plane crashes. So you can ask him. I wonder if he's busy. We could 
I could do a little little demonstration here. I uh, get him to put some headphones on, and he could tell us about some uh, plane crashes. But so he could, that's that's his thing. So and they there's a kid that he goes to school with. Uh, uh, his is knitting, and this kid's amazing at knitting. Oh man, this this it's you know he's really amazing. Like you see him on the bus, and you just see it's like oh my god, that's amazingly intricate stuff. So he does that. Uh, so it's but they're very often um, some very specialized and quite often odd things they're interested in. You know, like knowing about elevators is weird. Like it's it's just objectively weird. I have no problem saying that about my own kid. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just odd. But it's you know. So yeah, you see all kinds of these guys in this uh, show with different obsessions, and it's totally. I mean, I think it's handled. In all honesty, for this show, uh, which doesn't usually handle anything well, um, <laughs> that <laughs> they is handle, true. They, they handle this with pretty decent respect for the kids, which I don't. You don't usually see. Or expect. No. Um, especially at that time when autism was thought to be much more rare than it actually is. So um, there's uh, they're handled with a modicum of respect. Like, I, I really liked that a lot, a lot actually. Uh, I, 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 at first when I was watching, I thought, is this going to make me feel off? I was like, no, I, that, that, that was okay. And I can get past the word idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask a ridiculous question at this mm-hmm. point since sure. we have Dave here? Because I've always wondered about this. I could probably Google search it, but you know me. I'm lazy. Uh, Dave is is especially since the spectrum was certainly widened by a great deal. Mm-hmm. It's auto, it's autism an organic affliction or is it psychological? Well, everything psychological is organic, right? It must be um, because your brain is a bunch of chemicals, right? Well, um, no, because OCD, let's say, is not an organ is not an sure organic is. Br- sure brain. Sure, it is. it's happening in your brain. It's all it's all synapses and neurotransmitters. Um, the, the the thing is that we can we can look at simple solutions for things like say schizophrenia because we actually know exactly how that works in the brain. Something like OCD, we just don't know how it works in the brain. Anyway, the point is that um, it's hard to know. Uh, it's probably got multiple causes, like a lot of things do. So mm-hmm. it's got there's a genetic component. There's uh, interacting with environmental things. Uh, no one's really sure. Uh, give it ten years. Okay. And we'll, I think I think we'll know that kind of thing. Uh, people are working on it. Uh, it does run in families. Uh, it's more common in boys and girls, but six times more common. It's more common among kids of scientists than it is of kids of non-scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of really sort of interesting stuff that's converging now. So we don't really know yet, but it's it's coming. It's coming. But it's a good question. Cool. Would that convergence be tangential? Tangential. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. You. By the way, shout out to my co-host in that show, Ken Herndon, who is right now uh, in London, Ontario, getting ready for his kidney transplant. So, hey, Ken. And this, we are recording this on December 6th. It's probably yeah. going to be sometime in February that it comes out. Okay. Well, he's, <laughs> he's already had his kidney transplant, and it went perfectly. Excellent. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, you know, just... On that topic and off the in search of topic, uh, Heavy D, who is the only other guest to be on this show, uh, is also a kidney transplant recipient. So everybody who's ever been on this show as a guest somehow has something to do with kidney transplants. Yes. I, I wish Leonard could explain that to me. <laughs> <laughs> the show is still on, in fact. They, that, they, they'd be so at the bottom of the barrel, they'd be trying to explain that. That one and where the hell are Leonard's car keys? That was, <laughs> we're in the bowl. We're in the bowl. Yeah. The bowl oh, you had to bring up the bowl, didn't you? Okay, so, so I'm just going to say right now, I, I guess, you know, after... 
after Dave's explanation here, uh, we, we could all be glad that Francis Hitching had nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> so, That's true. Um, oh, let's see. What else do I have here? Um, we, uh, I have Dr. Barry Sturman uh, listed here, but unfortunately, I think I got sidetracked and I did not take any notes on him. But he did use the word normal, which... Like I said, I just cringe at. Yeah, a lot of people do. And, uh, and I think, it's it's a controversy. And and I think he was the one who who he I think he was the one who uh, uh, talks about the uh, like the the flexing uh, and the the crawling and the you know yeah. the the different rigorous physical activity. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the one. I think you're right. Yeah. So that's that's all uh, BS. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. It doesn't hurt anybody either. That's the nice thing is at least it didn't hurt anybody. Uh, it's not like you know some of these other therapies that are out there. But no, it, it's harmless. In fact, I don't know if Oliver or Steve remember this. I I remember as a kid, this was all the rage, and they were trying to get us all to crawl more. Mm. Uh, and I remember in gym class and like being in grade two or grade three, uh, all of us crawling around on the floor, mm. which is fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was a thing for a while, and it was all over the school systems and that. It, it disappeared, uh, yeah, because it was just shown to not be true. So then uh, we're talking, is this, uh, is this Sturman again? But he's, you know, he, he says that the average person uses only 5% of their brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know who said it. All I know, it's, it's a guy who's a, he's a, a professor of... He's, well, he's a hack when in, in his in outside his area inside his area he's a material scientist and he's a, he's a professor emeritus from freaking Stanford that's that's good um, inside his envi- uh, outside so inside his area outside his area he is one of these five and ten percent brain guys he was also in the movie what the bleep do we know which uh, is basically if you like if you took all of in search of put it together with better production values and Marley Matlin doing sign language you got that movie man um, and uh, yeah that's garbage on so many levels that five percent thing it's just you use all of it all the time mm-hmm. just because neurons aren't firing doesn't mean that they aren't working uh, a neuron that isn't firing is the same as a drawn bow hmm. um it's it's using energy uh, your brain uses 25 percent of your oxygen and 75 percent of your glucose there is enough current in your brain to run a small kitchen appliance literally i don't know how you tap into that by the way <laughs> I, I, would, <laughs> I would love to know yeah but Espe- especially is, on mornings cool. if the power is out and I need coffee. <laughs> um. <laughs> My house runs on ATP. <laughs> so I have another clip here, and it's Leonard again. Mm. If we can teach an injured brain to stimulate unused cells, to take over the functions of damaged cells, think what could be accomplished in a healthy brain if these unused neurons were activated. Since only 5% of the brain is used, what if 20% was utilized? What might the potential be? What if 110% were used? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) It's just hilarious, that's all. I mean... The funny thing is he says used with 5%, but then he uses utilized with 20%. So I guess when you use, when you get up to 20%, you start using much more pretentious language. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, unnecessarily long words. 
Uh, you start, instead of talking in, serv- in circles, you become guilty of circumlocution. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It makes me want to punch my, myself in the face. That's how it's just, it's so stupid. Um, we, we need you to have know. a camera for that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, then there's uh, the, the, the art class where they have kids draw up an upside down picture. Mm-hmm. Well, just before we get to the art class, yes, uh, yes, Jason, yes. If, I, if I could, because I have had some experience with this in the fact that I have had brain damage, or okay. I think I have, in the fact that 11 years ago I had a stroke. Okay. But I was paralyzed on my left-hand side, but four days later, everything came back. And now I'm fine and dandy. Is that the brain repairing itself? Did I have brain damage in the first place? I mean, this is this is yeah. the kind of thing that I wonder about. Is like I had an operation on my neck where they told me that I would have to, that I would lose the feeling in my earlobe. And I did for six months, and now then it came back. Mm-hmm. Is that the nerve? Is that the brain taking over? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't I, know. That's something that I think we still have questions with. Forty years later, is whether the brain repairs itself to a certain extent. Yeah, it does. It does a little bit. I mean, that does happen, um, especially like with a stroke or something like that. Oftentimes, it's a rather big insult, so all kinds of stuff shuts down, and then it gradually kind of, for lack of a oversimplified it sort of turns itself it sort of reboots and turns itself back on um it's nice to know i rebooted yeah <laughs> you tried turning it on and off again yes um <laughs> i've tried that many a time dave it doesn't work but, but by the way I, when you were talking about that I, I was just thinking to myself feelings nothing more than feelings of earlobes i don't know why but uh <laughs> but yeah so i think we've had enough 70s uh yacht rock for a week thank, yes. thank you dave. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, uh yeah. You you you'll hear the uh, first part of our Christmas special. Uh, you know, everyone else has heard it already. You know, anyone listening to this, God, they probably forgot all about it, or they so haven't. Just, just Dave, we do not know yeah. in 2018 whether the brain repairs itself. Yeah, it does to a point. I mean, it's it doesn't repair itself. Okay, at that time we thought that when neurons, no new neuron, adult neurons uh, were ever born in the human brain and we know that yeah, that's not true and not a lot of them are though uh so there's that there's so few that we can say that it's basically none um do things rewire yeah it's a way to look at it uh it's it's a phenomenon called neuro neuroplasticity uh, mm. it's not something that's tremendously new the excuse me the idea that this happens is it um the, the thing about something like a stroke for example is each case is different and you know, for example, almost everyone who has a stroke loses language for a couple of days, no matter where the damn the 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 the, the, the injury is. Right. Um, it's very common that your language gets fucked up for a day or two, mm-hmm. um, and that comes back. And it even if it's on the right side and in the sort of frontal lobe or something, which is but as far as you can get away from where the where language production is, which is left temporal, um, but still that happens and. No one really knows what the process is there, so that's true. But there is some sort of rewiring. Uh, the the less um, nasty the insult, the easier it is to get around. Let's say that. Right. It's, it's not like we understand it horribly well. Uh, we understand what stops it from uh, central nervous system from fixing itself. We understand all that stuff. It's it's a, it's a man. It's a matter of stopping the stopping. Right. If you follow me. Uh, no, and, I understand. I yeah, know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And we, 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 that's the hard part. Uh, I think, and that's something that'll be, again, it'll be in 
some of the listeners' lifetimes, maybe even ours. Uh, that, that'll that'll be all. Uh, we'll be able to do that. Just for the I, record, I, I never lost my speech function. No, oh, it's yeah. interesting because most very it's very common for people to lose speech yeah. uh, or get blah, 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 like that for a while, or they talk like Jacques Rétien for a while. Hey, well, trust me to have the weird stroke. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're doing it wrong, man. <laughs> that's Paul because Leonard. your brain, Oliver, your brain won't let you shut up. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, the burn. <laughs> so, so yeah, we come to the uh, the the art class, the art students, uh, and the non artistic students. Um, drawing upside down does that work? Does is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know either. Don't know. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that dyslexia? Is this draw you? I don't know. <laughs> I was too lazy. By this time, I was too lazy to look anything up. I, I've seen myself draw upside down, right side up. I can't draw with shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, they'll look up uh, something called the Thatcher effect, mm-hmm. uh, which is something where if you look at a face upside down with the mouth mm-hmm. turned upside down, it doesn't. You don't notice it, but then you turn it the other way around, and it's striking and weird. Yes, uh, I have seen this, mm-hmm. and it was originally done by scientists in the UK showing pictures to monkeys of Margaret Thatcher because they didn't like Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Steve, Steve, like Steve is Steve is really enjoying that. Yeah, <laughs> like that. So they turned their mouth upside down, and that's kind of great because we have a face, we have a, we have a system for recognizing faces. So I think what he's doing in that with with that technique is he's or she it's a she right? Yes. Um, getting people to ignore facial features because they're mm. drawing faces and because uh, if you just draw them as shapes, mm. um, I guess that's probably what's kept going on there. But it was interesting. I've never heard of it before. Um. And if I was to ask Isabel, would that help art? She'd, she'd tell me that art isn't about reproducing exactly what you see in front of you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then she'd tell me stuff that I didn't understand. And then I'd get confused and I'd have to have it explained to me. Art makes me feel so stupid. And, and, and something about cows. Something about cows. Exactly. <laughs> something about cows. Oh, so. All right. Now, now we've, we've, we've gone through the uh, science and science portion of the show scientesque it's scientesque they're scientists yes science like not even like um now we get to the now we get to the hard science the real okay no (laughs) dr thelma moss a professor at ucla has studied the powers of the mind she believes that psychokinesis the ability to move objects with brain waves is very real. Let's see if we can try to define what psychokinesis is. Let's call it PK for short because it's simpler and easier. PK, for whatever fantastic processes are involved, is the ability for somebody, just by a look of the eye or something that emanates from his hands, the ability for that person to move objects without touching them. Somebody got tenure. And it should be taken away immediately. (laughs) What did she do her dissertation on? Carrie? I mean... (laughs) So, psychokinesis. Um, My favorite is the fact that she cites research out of the Soviet Union because, of course, (laughs) because, of course, there was no propaganda going on there. Yes. Oh yeah, they they were they were doing some really good work over there. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> some really top notch shit over there. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Do, do, 
the, the they're video, gonna make a nuclear okay. weapons. Right, let's let's give them that. Yes, the 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 video that they yes, or yes. the movie that they show of the woman moving the stuff. It's like that you really can't see the fish line, can you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I need to see that live and in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I, whenever she said PK, I thought, but wasn't he traded for Shea Weber? <laughs> but uh, so, you know, so we call it Shea Weber now. Uh, but, uh, you know. That's that's why Shea Weber can shoot a puck so fast because he makes it go faster with his yes. mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that stuff's great. I, I just love that kind of crap. It's so funny. Um, and like showing this stuff. Look, the Soviets did have some good scientists. There's no argument there, and mm-hmm. some good academics. They still do. Now they're, now they're Russians, and now or there are crazy non-communist rival. Uh, still crazy though. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but they also have always been very big on the show aspect of, of science, right? Uh, because it's, the system's different. Things work differently. So you'll, you'll have these, like you said, it's basically a propaganda video and anybody except of course the CIA would look at that and go, well, we're, we're, there's now, there's, there's a, there's a PK gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they'd be getting funding and suddenly you're sitting there, you know, you get a call from somebody and they say, you should apply for this grant. What? Mm-hmm. You should apply for this grant. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll apply. Look, you're going to pay for my work. I don't care who funds it. Uh, yeah, uh, that stuff's awesome. Uh, and uh, oh my god, I have the uh, the the last clip is uh, if somebody could tell me what this guy is saying, uh, you know, hey, let me know. But yeah, we're going to be introduced to uh, Professor William Tiller. Professor William Tiller of Stanford University has extensively <laughs> studied the mind and its potential. I think that if we work well, that at tapping our brain power and really work at it, I think the, the results will be absolutely phenomenal. I, my own feeling is that we use a very small portion of our latent abilities, but if we focus on them, I suspect that the new man, that is the man, the new man would begin to perceive that and function at five-dimensional and six-dimensional levels of the universe compared to present man functioning at a four-dimensional level. And I think that the new man, or the new humanity, will be as far beyond present man as present man is beyond Neanderthal man. What does that's that the guy from what, mean? Nothing. And that's the guy from What the Bleep Do We Know. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a material scientist, and he was apparently very good at that. But I love all the hedging. I believe. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you believe, buddy. Um... <laughs> What does functioning at the fifth and sixth dimensional levels mean? Well, if you uh, if you feel into the string theory, I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I mean, I, that's I, the thing. I feel like I wandered into a rush song there. I mean, <laughs> they just had to mention trees at some point and suburbia, and it would definitely yeah. be a rush song. Yeah, and I and Rand were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve, Steve. I know. He, well, he kept saying new man, and I kept thinking our friends electric and cars. And... <laughs> I was thinking uh, Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> Hello, Newman. <laughs> oh, yeah. That oh. Was, it's great because he just said things that don't make any sense. And a dumb guy would look at that and go, yeah, she's got something to it. It's kind of like listening to Jordan Peterson. Yes. And uh, Jordan Peterson, nothing. So, uh <laughs> But yeah, I, it was, it's just, it was a compellingly stupid, like I love, it's kind of like, 
Now, Steve, you know about this because you, you also teach in, uh, at university and, and most of the students are great. And then there's yeah. the then there's the people that aren't so great, but they're trying. And then there's the people that really aren't very bright, but think they're smarter than everybody in the world. You get one of those guys yes. every couple of years, right? Yeah. That's what he sounds like. Yeah. You just described me, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, no, I had to say, all I had to say is uh, Professor Tiller, all, all he had to do is start that s- phrase with, uh, in today's society. And... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Webster defines psychokinesis. Yes. Um, the, the thing that got me, too, is the, the fact that, like, he, it's outside his area, as I was mentioning before. This is, that, this is the guy. He's a material scientist. So mm-hmm. he starts out with, I believe. So, like, I could go up to him and say, I believe that tinfoil is a much better thing to use to make cars than steel. <laughs> I believe that if we had six or seven dimensional tinfoil, <laughs> we would have a new car. <laughs> and, like, all I'm, say- all I'm saying is complete bullshit. But if I say I believe it, you actually can't challenge me. Right? There's, there's, no, there's no experiment you can run to, to, like, it's like if somebody says, well, I believe. It's like, well, I don't fucking care what you believe. <laughs> but, yeah, he was great. And he's just a hack. And it's wonderful. Um and I, I hate when people get outside their area like that. It's like I would never do what Steve does because I don't have that kind of education. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, why would I take English in school? I'm never going to go to England. Um, <laughs> see, I did. I did yeah, see, go you, to England. You, went to England, you, England you, you utilized that degree. <laughs> I, util, I utilized 20, 20% of my brain. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, so I mean, uh, I wouldn't step outside my area. Like I wouldn't step into engineering because – all I know is uh, flying buttresses. That's all I got. Uh, you know, whereas this guy's way outside is like so far outside. The problem is with psychology, right? Everybody's an amateur psychologist. We all walk around every day trying to figure out how each other are thinking. We can't help it. It's good that we do that. But because of that, you're all we're all amateur psychologists. And there's a small percentage of us who are professionals uh, and actually have some training. But so when you tell people about certain phenomena, they, they look at you and go, well, blah, 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 in my experience. And you got to go, well, your experience really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's why I think a lot of people step into things like psychics and all this crap. Mm-hmm. They're physicists. Think, well, I'm a physicist. I'm a good scientist. No, you're a good physicist, dude. It doesn't make you good chemist or good biologist or good psychologist. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this was fun. Uh, so, uh, I, I, the title is either going to be sixth or seventh dimensional tinfoil or flying <laughs> buttresses. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Oh, thank you. I, I'm glad that either of those that I, I'm honored, gentlemen. It's the least we can do, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it a great deal. Uh, so, so Dave, hmm. tell people where they can find you on the internet. You brought back on Twitter. You can find other podcasts. I do like broken-area.com, bestepisodeever.com, mmvh.ca. Oh, I don't know. Tangential Convergence, the aforementioned. Uh, you yes. can listen to my psychology lectures, which I guess if you said it was February. Right now they're on uh, uh, human memory. Uh, what else am I teaching next term? Uh, advanced univariate statistics. Ooh. It's something else. I forget. Yeah, I should probably prep that. Um, <laughs> uh, so look for those podcasts. And, uh, you know, uh, what about all you guys? Where can we find you boys? Oliver. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Oliver Rockside. Steve. I am also on the Twitter at Doc Pinko. You didn't say a whole lot this episode. No, I didn't. That's fine. That's I think I took off all the air. I'm sorry. That, that's fine. I, I spent most of the time talking about Oak Island anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> You can find me at Alien CG on Twitter, and you can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. 
ladies and gentlemen, what, what is sixth or seventh dimensional tinfoil anyway? <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya. Bye.